Welcome, everybody, to Laying the Points with Farley Betts. We have a great show today with Kate Constable talking about WNBA and her experiences in betting it for the first time this summer, some of the insights and approaches that she has and some of the factors that she's figured out and how to successfully wager against those sports books in WNBA betting. So great show today. Check it out. We talk a little NBA, too, and just some betting approaches and tactics that she's been honing this past year. I uh, love having her on the show. It's always a great conversation. Before we get to that, just a little business to take care of. This show is being sponsored by BetRivers.com for a 100% sign-up bonus, up to $250. Please use the promo code FARLEYODDS. That's Farley Odds. Terms, conditions, and, of course, location applies. Uh, please follow us at The Odds Breakers at TheOddsBreakers.com where the articles, podcasts, information is constant to help you win in your sports betting across all sports. So check us out there. We got golf. We got UFC. We got baseball, of course, right now. We got Nick Hub, Michael Fordham, Gator Odds, Gator Sports. Uh, of course, we got Kiev, the main man in the Oddsbreakers podcast, always giving great information about UFC and MLB. I think he's still on a very hot, hot streak right now. White hot. Uh, so check out all the writers and podcasters at the Oddsbreakers, all the content. Is just absolutely constant, and it's and it's high quality too, right? We're trying to teach you and help you win your bets. Uh, follow me at Farley Bets across all social media, but now more TikToks, obviously on Twitter. I'm on Instagram as well. You can send me a DM anytime, and check out my very good, <laughs> uh, very valuable discounts at the Ozbreakers right now that are available. Uh, if you go to what is, I'm going to give you the exact. URL because why not? It's just theoddsbreakers.com slash Chris. I, I always do that slash Chris. Theoddsbreakers.com slash Chris dash Farley. And that's it. And you go there and you can get my premium packages. I got premium packages for the NFL, for the NBA, for both, for one year, for one month. Join the team. The detailed analyses that we give every day, I think, are second to none. Uh, the prices are second to none for the amount that we win, 57% career record in the NBA. Obviously, Circa Millions, three, fifth place winner, 114K cash prize, two-year, 55% record in the NFL, many units won in the NBA and the NFL. I live for this stuff. I love sports betting. Let me know if you want to sign up for my premium picks and become part of the winning team. With that, Kate Constable joining us today on the show. You can follow her at Kate Constable, and we talk WNBA and some other betting things. So let's get it going. Kate Constable returns to laying the points with Farley Bets. Welcome back, Kate. How the heck has your summer been going? I miss you. I miss you on the show. I miss you guys too. I mean, it's we go from seeing each other almost every single day throughout the entire NBA season to just you guys cut me off cold turkey. It's it's not good. But my summer's been summer's been fine. It's going by fast. I can't believe it's already July. Um, but yeah, can't complain at all. Yeah, and you've been tackling. We're going to get into your WNBA because you've been trying to tackle and conquer that. Which, which you know, we've talked about that before. It doesn't really give you an off season, though, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna be on NBA shows and then go right into the WNBA, uh, where's your off season, Kate Constable? How are you handling that load management? Yeah, there really is no off season. Um, I'm not handling it all that great, to be honest. But I get my off days whenever I kind of go through a little bit of a losing streak in the WNBA and being this is my first season really trying to get a good handle on it and, and handicapping it. Um, 
it's I kind of use those days as a way to step back and reevaluate or reassess what's going on in the league. So every once in a while, you know, there are some days off here and there, but for the most part, yeah, not so much of an off season when you're doing basketball full time NBA season straight into uh, WNBA. But it's all good. It's fun. And I'm awful at baseball. So I don't even touch the MLB because that's just a disaster waiting to happen. So, you know, without any other major sports going on in the summer, you got to do some WNBA. Yeah. I just had my first, I believe it was my first undefeated day in baseball so far this season. I went three and zero yesterday. Maybe I had like a one and zero or two and zero game, you know, day previously, but Oh man. I mean, I'm, I'm still in double digit negative units in, mm. in baseball, you know, we got to be transparent about it. And that's, that's what's been happening with me. I don't know if it's, you know, I think a lot of, from what I've seen, a lot of cappers are struggling with baseball this year. Maybe it's a little bit of me just like trying to find some kind of subconscious break. So, you know, I don't know, you know, because since the NFL season, NBA season, I feel like I've been going pretty hard. The summer is supposed to be somewhat of a break for me. So maybe it's like, I resent the fact that I'm even betting uh, baseball. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Then Uh, there's no off season for you either. Then there's no off season for me. I know, but you know, I, I, I guess I can hide behind that phrase that I said that I've always said I'm not like an expert MLB capper um and I'm not I mean that's pretty clear last year I had 54 percent we won a few units but uh this year things aren't going too well and needless to say I I can't wait until the NFL season starts but um (laughs) let's talk a little bit about the WNBA then for those listeners out there and there might be many listeners out there right who who don't even consider handicapping the WNBA uh never had any experience with it maybe they don't even watch it so what Tell me, tell me some of the basics about WNBA betting, like, or just about the league itself. It only goes until what, uh, August? Yeah, it's a very short season, uh, three months or so, only 12 teams. So you can kind of get a good handle on the teams. I mean, maybe a little bit quicker than you could in the NBA if, if you're new to handicapping a league, just because, you know, 12 teams is smaller than uh, 30. That's basic math right there. But um, so trying to just kind of figure out which direction each team is headed going into the season, um, star players, who really makes an impact uh, on specific teams, coaches too. Um, There was a ton of coaching changes. I think half the league had new coaches this year, which is a big deal and, and kind of hard to go into a season with a new coach and not knowing kind of how that team is going to look under a new system and all that. So there's definitely some um, learning curve early on, just trying to understand the personnel on each team, how each team wants to play and, and all that jazz. But for the most part, I mean, it's very similar to handicapping the NBA. A lot of the same things you look for. Um, obviously with the WNBA, they travel on commercial airlines. So mm-hmm. travel spots are a little bit more, um, something you pay attention to, but then again, they don't play many, hardly if all, um, back-to-back games because of those travel spots. So each team has a couple throughout the year, but it's not, uh, like the NBA where you play in a back-to-back once a week or, you know, all that jazz. So some similarities, some differences, but overall it's been, um, fun to, I don't know, just dive into a new league, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. Commercial airline. That's a good point, right? The um, NBA players, NFL players, the traveling circumstances for pro athletes has become a lot better over the years. So the you know travel spots mm-hmm. is it is it that much of a strain for these pro athletes? But for WNBA athletes, 
not not quite. I mean, that's a little more of a hassle for sure, right? Um, so that is that is interesting. Are they all all over the country too, just like anyone else? I mean, or is it? Yep. I'm, I'm going to play like a really naive. Yeah, you know, you even mean if like I know where the the, where the teams are located? Yeah, is it like it's just as you know, disparate across the country? Oh yeah, I mean with Seattle Storm. Um, you have LA, and then you have New York, Atlanta. No Florida teams. Um, you go down to Texas. You go up to Minnesota. It's all over the place. So, uh, I yeah. mean, especially, I don't think they schedule those, you know, New York to Seattle games. Um, you know, you, you'll take a West Coast trip and that's when those will be. There's not, you're not flying from New York to play a game the next day in Seattle, I, I don't think. But, um, yeah, all over. So, definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, so is, is the WNBA similar to the NBA in, in the sense that, as, as, as we all know by now, right? The NBA is such a star-driven league. So the best players on these teams sometimes, I mean, oftentimes I would say, mean more to the team than the coach. You know, they're more of a leader sometimes than the coach, mm -hmm. but obviously the talent and everything too. If you have a big three or even a big two, then you're going to be more of a contender than other teams in the NBA. Is that is that the same in the WNBA or do you see it as more of a team sport? Like it's more, it is still more about coaching. Like what's the... Um, comparable things to the NBA and the WNBA? A little bit of both in that, yes, the stars make a huge difference um, on their specific teams. I mean, you have the Las Vegas Aces who have a number of star players, and so mm -hmm. they've had a great season. But then again, they also have Becky Hammond, who's a first-time coach in the WNBA, but she came from the Spurs under Pop System. Like, she's a fantastic coach. So I think it's, it's more so team – um, and coaches and personnel uh, than it is in the NBA. It's definitely not as star-driven as the NBA. Uh, I'm finding that it's just not as consistent, even with the stars. You know, they don't play as consistent as NBA players do. And that's one of the hardest parts of handicapping the WNBA is uh, you'll have a quarter that, you know, most, most NBA quarters, this 25 points ish, give or take a couple. Um, but WNBA, you could have 30 points a quarter, one game, the ne very next quarter, they score 11. So it's like, there's no consistency really in scoring in terms of, I, I don't know, like totals has been really hard for me because sometimes they just don't score. And yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's great defense. I, I don't want to say that they're not as talented of players or can't, you know, play to the same level or as NBA players, but it's just not as consistent um, in the league. So even rely on your stars, um, rely on coaching, but I don't take all of, you got, got to take almost everything with a little bit of a grain of salt in the WNBA because they just aren't as consistent as what I've seen in, in the NBA before, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, and I'm looking at this according to covers.com, um, non-overtime games, overs are 50% or 51%, unders are 49%. So it, that's very close. That's yeah. very tough. I mean, I would based on what you just said, I was expecting the unders to be more of a hit. Uh, but no, it's like uh, it's very even, but like volatile volatile at the same yeah. time. That's a tough, that's a tough recipe. Well, that's what everyone thinks. I mean, people comment on my tweets and TikToks and all that. And they're like, Oh, you're betting the WNBA just crush all the unders. And it's like, no, that's not, I mean, they're professional basketball players. They know how to play basketball and the lines are actually um, in terms of the total fairly 
fairly sharp. So yeah. uh, it's kind of a team to team basis on how games are going to play out in terms of the total. So I'll play a lot of team totals more so than full game totals, um, just because I feel like I can get a better handle on one team and what they might do that that day versus trying to um, count on both teams to show up and perform consistently. Well, I'll tell you, when you talk about the market, I feel like didn't you posted something on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, about the All-Star mm-hmm. game. Did you say that the total moved like 40 points? Moved 53 points last year. Wow. So That's insane. Yeah. So so what was it last year? Last year, let me pull this up quick. Last like year two, it was two hundreds. Yeah. Last last year it opened at um two forty eight and a half. And an hour before tip, it was at one ninety five and a half. And now last year's all-star game was the Olympic team versus WNBA all-stars. So mm. it was set up to be much more competitive. Um, but that shows that that initial number was just so totally off and it still, um, went under by, mm, I don't know, 20, 20 points last Last year year or this year, last year. Mm. And it went under by 10 points this year, but so books didn't post any numbers until an hour, couple hours before game time, because they still weren't quite sure where to go with all of this, um, and then you had new rules in this year's all-star game, four-point shot, no free throw. So if you get followed, it's automatic two points. Uh, so they kind of set this year up to be higher scoring, and it still didn't get quite to the total. So yeah. all-star game lines are not not the sharpest. Yeah, looks like it. But you would but you would argue though that I mean it sounds like you were implying though that the market is starting to adjust in game to game in the regular season. It's mm-hmm. it's becoming sharper. Yes, I think so, as the season's gone on, for sure. Yeah. You know, people say, uh, traditionally anyway, among you know, sharps and everything, that, the, you know, the NFL is the toughest sport to expose. The lines are extremely sharp. Mm-hmm. I would say that the NBA, I mean, it's a it's a case-by-case basis because the your sports books have to deal with the same things that we all have to deal with, right, with COVID, those injuries being announced, you know, 30 minutes before game time, right. you know, just the volatility of the NBA market. Um, but I, I remember in the first few months of the NBA season, I almost got no closing line value, but I kept winning. So like I was just going against where the line movement was going, mm-hmm. but I was still winning, which was telling me, well, I think I think the NBA market needs a few months, at least a few weeks to adjust initially to see what mm-hmm. these teams are looking like this year, uh, because they seem to be a little off at first. Now that you're a good what month or so um, into the yeah. WNBA season, are the lines getting sharper? In your opinion, like, are, is there like a lot of adjustments, or even 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 preseason because there's only 12 se- teams? Did you see sharper lines right from the start? No, I think lines have adjusted throughout the season and they're getting sharper. Yeah. One thing I've found that's really really interesting, um, and is something you can kind of I've used to my advantage, and you can sniff out kind of odd lines. So the other day, the Chicago Sky, who's the best team in their conference, I mean. I don't have their record offhand, but um, one of the best teams in the league right now. They were playing the Lynx, who are one of the worst teams in the league right now. And granted, the Lynx have been started to kind of put the pieces together. But the uh, Sky were a one-point underdog on the road in Minnesota. So, yes, they're on the road, but are the Lynx 
a point better than Chicago? Absolutely not. So mm. you would think the play would be to take Chicago better team. I mean, yes, they're playing on the road, but in terms of travel, nothing bad. They had right. all their players, no, no one on the injury report, anything you'd think Chicago would be the play. Well, no, it's the Lynx and the Lynx won that game. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I have found that anytime there's a line, there was a similar one with, um, I think the aces and the fever. And it's like the aces are the best team in the league. Fever are one of the worst teams in the league. Why are the fever favorite? It's the easy thought would be, okay, healthy roster for the aces. Good spot. Um, play on the aces. No, it's the fever. So anytime there's an underdog mm. or there's a lesser team, a team that's at the bottom of the league and they're favored against a, um, one of the top teams, they almost always, the the worst team almost always wins. It's very strange. Yeah. Those are the lines that I look at and I'm like, okay, this would be an easy play because you think you'd take the better team if they're if they're getting a point or two and they get crushed every time. So those yeah, are the lines I can't really figure out, but the books have them right because apparently they've figured it out. Yeah, there's no kind of like situational advantage in your... No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that that's so interesting. I mean, I I think I would love to track things like that um, just across all sports because it seems like that happens a lot, right? It's that it's the old adage that the the book knows something we yeah. don't, and I, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know what kind of intel that they have. You know, it happens in the NFL too. Um, you know, and and there, I mean, I I would say the NFL it happens a little bit less because every even even sports books are so bullish on their lines mm -hmm. but I, I just like in basketball in particular that happens in the nba a lot too yeah um so there's some kind of i don't know i don't know if it's just like a basketball situational thing but i'm gonna shoot i didn't i didn't prep you for this case so sorry about this okay. um, but i think you'll be no i think you'll be you know you'll be fine uh we're gonna i want to shoot you some rapid fire questions about the WNBA. And you just have to, you have to answer within two three seconds. All right. Okay. Just <laughs> so so you just tell me, uh, like without any thought, what's your <laughs> impulse? All right. Let's get a little crazy. Okay. We'll start easy. Who's the best team in the WNBA? Las Vegas Aces. Okay. Who's the best player? Asia Wilson. That was more than two seconds. Yeah, that was. Asia Wilson, who does she who does she play for? The Aces. Oh, the Aces. Okay, so the Aces are like loaded with like all like the talent. The Aces are loaded. Okay, yeah. are they the, are they the the, um, the number one team in the NBA right now? They are. So they're the favorite to win. Uh, no, actually, scratch that. The the Sky are the number one team right now, but the Aces are still favored to win. Um, the Chicago Sky. The Chicago Sky, and they're the defending champs. So wow. yeah. Hometown team there. That's okay. Yeah. Chicago Sky. So are they in a different conference than the Aces? They are, yes. Okay, so that's probably predicted to be the finals, right? Yes. Yes, um, I would think so. Yeah, you don't have to know the line off your head, off, off the top of your head, but I wonder if that's plus money still because that seems like a pretty formidable bet. Um, that's a plus money to have that matchup. I believe it is. I don't okay. have it off the top of my head, but I believe it is. Um, who's the best defense in the WNBA? Hmm. This is also more than um, a couple seconds. Um, You're using data instead of no, impulse. I'm not. No, I'm not. How dare not. you? How dare no, you use, use data? 
Um, I would say I think the Connecticut Sun are their defense is pretty good. Okay. Um, Washington Mystics, their defense is pretty good. Those two. Okay. And now finally, this isn't a rapid fire question because we talked about this beforehand, and I but this is a tougher one. This is a deeper one. What do you think is the most important aspect of figuring out a WNBA bet? In other words, you can or the most important aspects, right? So for me in the WM or in the NBA, it's you know well documented now. Anybody who listens to my podcast, I, I love to think about the psychological side, right? So what's the motivation? What's the motive? What's the momentum of the two teams coming into it? What's the situation? Uh, you know, is it a rivalry? I think those things matter more than anything in the NBA because of just the way that these teams are composed, how it's such a star-driven league. You know, we saw LeBron James, right, on the Lakers go into Cleveland. He goes back home to Cleveland. The Cavs look like such a better team than the Lakers. And, of course, the Lakers win, right? And Lakers mm-hmm. win by double digits because LeBron is coming home and he's highly motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, things like that in the NBA that I think make the NBA, for me, a little bit more simple to cap because you can have all the data and everything else with you. But right. obviously other things like three-point shooting, you know, et cetera. But if you had to break down day-to-day when you bet the WNBA, what are the things that you think have the most weight, the, the factors that hold the most weight? I would say it's <clears throat> schedule spot if they're traveling, if they're at home, um, injuries, who's on the, actually on the floor. And then one of the most important things I would say is role players because, you know, stars can kind of cancel each other out, but which team has the better role players, which team has the better bench um, and, and which players can kind of hold on to a lead when their stars are taking a break. Yeah. Um, those types of things I think are a little bit more prevalent in the WNBA than it is more so in the NBA. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily take a look at, okay, we have Sabrina and SQ going up against Asia Wilson, those two teams. It's more so who's coming off the bench for both of those teams and which bench is better. Um, I look at that a lot when, when trying to figure out what my play is. Yeah, that's very interesting. So the stars, so every, every team kind of has a at least one or two stars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And like you said, there's some inconsistency here, you know, with the star players, right? Sometimes they won't always show mm-hmm. up. So right. that supporting cast and how consistent they are, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, how are you doing so far in the WNBA? Is it, I know I know you're going light, which I think is really smart. It's a new sport for you. So there's, I am. there's no sense in putting like 10 plays a day. On the, on the, on the no. Um, nor is there really an opportunity to put 10 plays a day because, <laughs> I mean, you get – uh, full game, obviously, you get um, half time lines, first half lines, and then I believe first quarter for some some games, but that's about it. You don't, you know, there isn't a ton of, uh, you don't get like first quarter team totals all the time. Uh, there just aren't as many options in betting the WNBA as there are in the NBA. So I'm eight and 10. I'm down 2.8 units right now. But I do kind of pick and choose my spots. There are some days where I won't have any plays at all, even if there's four games that day. Um, and it's because, in my opinion, the league is is fairly inconsistent. And so I kind of have to back off and, you know, take a night to just kind of watch a game and figure out how that team is playing and the direction I think they're headed um, before I'm comfortable playing on them again, things like that. So I've been very choosy on, on my spots, but... 
I mean, so far down down two units. That's not terrible for a first season. Obviously, I'd love to be in the um, positive, but we'll get there before the season's over. Well, yeah, it sounds like you're learning a lot of best practices about those situations, right? Where mm-hmm. maybe a worst team is favored. What's going on there? Some yep. of the travel spots. You know, you mentioned the supporting cast. Uh, you know, the thing is, we live in this society right nowadays where it's it's a 24-hour world. What have you done for me lately? Short-term right. this, short-term that. So there probably are some listeners who are like, she's 8 and 10, click. I'm oh, going yeah, over for here. sure. Which is, yeah, but that's so dumb because, uh, you know, the difference between, a, you know, Joe or Josephine better and a handicapper is that you're learning every day, you're strategizing, you know, you're trying to figure out the market. So long-term, there's probably going to be a lot of wins in your future. At least I think so, because you're really starting to figure out mm-hmm. all the all the parameters of WNBA betting. So good for you for taking this slow, though, Kate, because yeah. uh, I, sometimes that's my biggest mistake. Even in baseball this year, I'm like, wait a second. I can cap this just as good as anybody. I don't care that I just went one in four, you know, minus five units on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put out another six plays on Wednesday. And then guess what? It's another three and three day. And I'm like, yep. all right, maybe, you know, lose a little hubris here, Chris, you know, and, you know, figure out that maybe you need to take a step back. So I think it's really smart to go slow and steady. And uh, I'm excited to see how you finish out the season. Yeah. I mean, all-star break just happened. So the second half of the season is coming up. I um, plan to be a little bit more aggressive in this second half, but um, I'll keep you updated on, on how I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Keep on being snarky and aggressive on Twitter too. Because I that's- will. You're the most entertaining when you do that, first of all. But second of all, <laughs> let the haters know. If anyone's like, you know, well, I go ahead. I was gonna say, I've been going, I mean, I've been going through that a little bit on TikTok. TikTok is a different beast. Oh, yeah. You know, you you I got the circle wins up on TikTok, right? I got my long-standing record in the NBA. And if I put out like one bad pick, there's always some, you know, probably 17-year-old who's like, look, this guy, this guy's an idiot. You know, yeah. I cancel this guy. I'm like, what, what, what? you know, you got you know, so many people just have no idea and they're ready to chirp at all times. So, uh, you know, part of sports betting, I feel like, especially if you're trying to be a pro handicapper and you're putting yourself out there all the time is just having the mental fortitude and the thick skin, right. To, to ignore all those crazy comments. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've kind of tried to use it to my advantage a little bit on TikTok because, you get these people that are like, oh, you're betting the WNBA. No one watches the WNBA, blah, 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 blah. But it's making everyone comment on my videos. So I'm only getting more views, which is, uh, you know, the goal on TikTok, right? So anyone who wants to tell me I suck at WNBA betting or the WNBA sucks, uh, I welcome it to go right ahead. Uh, It doesn't. Yeah. I've developed a little bit of a thick skin over the years in, in the broadcasting industry. So I am just fine with my losses being um, blasted across the internet and all of that. Yeah, exactly. I I think whenever that happens too, if somebody chirps, you should break out like the hard Chicago accent. Just be like, you know, (laughs) just like yell yell at him back in Chicagoian because that that it would be funny. Yeah. Um, and you know, it kind of sounds gangster. So I got to work on my Chicago accent a little bit though. Chicago. Do you? Oh yeah, rather you're not originally from there. That's right. No. Yeah. Yeah. The Minnesota Midwest. accent isn't as intimidating as the Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Eh, well, you can make it work. <laughs> One last question about the WNBA that I forgot to ask you. Uh, coming off the All-Star break now, are there any teams who you expect some positive regression? or are there, And are there any teams you expect some negative regression? Which teams are going to improve or maybe devolve moving forward? Yeah. Um, the Los Angeles Sparks, 
I think they are going to have a good second half of the season. They fired their head coach, general manager, Derek Fisher. Um, in early June, they started um, five and seven, fired him, and they have gone 500 since that, but are kind of on the up and up, are piecing things together. Um, Liz Cambage is, is their star player, and she started to play better as of late. She kind of had a rough start to the season. The Lynx, I think the Lynx are going to make the playoffs right now in the standings. They're, what are they? They are at the bottom. Uh, yeah, they're at the bottom of the West. Um, league-wide, they are 11th out of the 12 teams. But I think they could sneak up into that um, eighth spot because they're getting healthy. They dealt with injuries early on this season. Um, they started 3-13, and 5-2 and two in their last seven. So they're kind of on the up and up. Uh, the Aces, I mean, we talked about them being one of the best teams in the league right now, and they started red hot, 13-2 and two to start, but they've kind of slowed down. So I'm interested to see if they keep sliding a little bit to, to start the second half or if this is a good opportunity for them to regroup, get back on track, and they'll kind of start off this second half of the season similar to the way they started the first um or the opening of the season. So that's a team that I'm going to keep an eye on. But uh, yeah, Sparks, I think, are going to have a uh, good second half. They're, they're, they're on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it looks like if any of these teams want to have a good second half, uh, they better get going, right? I mean, what yeah. is there, like a total of like 40 games or so yeah. in the whole season? So, I, I mean, they have a month left. Right. Yeah. Um, but I but guess it's, it's everyone from – the sixth spot, which is where Atlanta sits on down, uh, I guess, to the links, they're all within a game of each other. So this bottom half of the league is all very close right now. It's kind of the top half that's already separated themselves. So that sixth, seventh, eighth spot for the playoffs is kind of anyone's anyone's game as of now, uh, assuming that, you know, you win to finish out the season. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to the NBA because I have a few questions about the NBA for you. Obviously, Kate Constable, the illustrious host of mm -hmm. the BetUS NBA yes. show. Um, man, I was rooting, Kate, I was rooting for you hard to beat one of those other boys in your record, and you almost did. You were so close. I almost and that, did. And that alone is something to tout. Your first year on the show, your first year seriously betting the NBA, and you almost beat two certified expert NBA cappers. Oh, yeah. watch out, Josh and Alex. Next year, they may not be so lucky. That's I was within a loss of, of both of them. So, yeah, it was all very close. Um, I'll for sure beat them next year. Like, let's be real. Come on. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, it was just a fun season overall. Learned a ton. And, yeah. But, yeah, it felt yeah. good to at least be able to hang with the big boys. Hang, hang with the big boys. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I, I know we talked about this privately. This is my podcast, so I can say it here on my podcast. But <laughs> I appreciate that you even even recognize the fact that I had the leading record on that show because those other two boys did not. <laughs> so, you know, hey, listen, if, if, you, if they're not going to give me any credit for, let's face it, beating their ass on that show all the season, uh, Farley Betts is coming back hot. Uh, next year, I'm going to bring it again. So, and then, and then maybe I'll just, I'll just have to hear something. But anyway, right. Um, so well, yeah, you got to give props when props are due, and you, you got to give props fair and square, yeah. and you honestly crushed us all. So yeah, you deserve I, it. And I have no problem giving props. I try to give props to people all the time. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's no skin off my back. But anyway, um, is that the right saying? Skin off my back. Yeah, I think I'm so. Messing up sayings. Yeah, you kind of make up your own 
Lingo. I kind of make them up. Like yeah. the other day I said, uh, 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 be, uh, beating or no, um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hold them to the candle is what I said. Instead of, instead of hold them to the fire. I do oh. shit like that. I mean, I would prefer to be held to a candle versus a fire. So is that, is that what it was? I was just being nice. I'm just a nice guy. That's what I was <laughs> All right. No, no, it's not. It's just that you made it up, Chris. All right. Uh, so some NBA questions for you. I know we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. I know you have some commitments. We like to call her worldwide constable because she's just always on the move. She has podcasts all the time. So I don't want to hold you up here, Kate, but I need to know what are some teams next year in the NBA that you have your eye on or that you're very curious to see how maybe some of their new additions or offseason moves work out because quite a few things have happened so far in the offseason. Yes, they have. Um, one team I'm interested to watch, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Just traded for Rudy Gobert. Gave up a ton, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, three first rounds. I'm just interested to see the way he plays with Carl Anthony Towns because that moves Cat to the four, and Cat hated playing the five. So if this is going to make him – play harder and be happier on the court. I mean, when he played the five and someone defended him really tough, he just kind of quit and, and pulled himself out of the game. Basically right. like anytime he was fronted in the post, he just, he just stopped trying. So is this going to make Carl Anthony Towns, his effort level go up a little bit now that he's not playing the five hardly at all this season with Rudy Gobert in there um, having a, a bigger five, how is that going to um, change the way the Wolves play? And they finished the season well last year. So what kind of momentum are they going to come into this new season with? Uh, that's just all very interesting to me, something I'm going to keep my eye on. But, yeah, I, I don't know how that trade is going to work out for them long-term with giving up so much. Um, another team, I think the Boston Celtics are going to be great again this year. Um they who did they acquire? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not as caught up in offseason moves as I should. I'm be, blanking so. right now. I should have had I'm that written down. But they didn't. They got another good player or two, and really didn't give up much uh, yeah. of their current roster. So I think they're going to be um, very good again. Obviously, the whole Brooklyn Nets fiasco. That'll be interesting to see where um, KD goes if Kyrie is gone. What that looks like. Um, Dallas Mavericks touched on um yep. Jalen Brunson obviously gone and he was a big piece for them last year and stepped up big in the playoffs but they got Christian Wood who's the fantastic um player in the post JaVale McGee so maybe they play a little bit more um or I should say less small ball than they played last mm -hmm. season because they finally have some post players but um what do you think of that Christian Wood move yeah you know my my opinion about all these things is kind of it's similar to the to the Rams in the NFL, who I, I it feels like they're creating a new um, archetype on like how to construct an NFL team, right? They're less interested in in draft capital, but they're more interested in proven players. Mm -hmm. And from what I saw by Christian Wood last year, I mean, clearly the best player on the Rockets. Uh, some some games, and he just had some tremendous games. Um, now he's playing for a team that went deep into the NBA playoffs and has a formidable chance to return to those playoffs. Uh, and he doesn't have to be the man, right? They have Luka. Um, 
you know, they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, who's probably going to have more on his shoulders to, you know, hold up that point guard position and keep the ball moving around. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I like Christian Wood just as a player. And I think this could be a really good fit for him because he is willing to get dirty down low, right? Put in max effort down there. On defense, there's still some work to do. But again, he's, he's, he's going to be playing for a winning team, a team who, mm -hmm. who, who surprised a lot of people with how far they got last year in the NBA playoffs. So, uh, you know, since there's potential there, potentiality, right? Like that's kind of the thing with these NBA players too. They're all famous. They yeah. all have the clothes. They're all getting paid big money. Yeah. Uh, you know, everywhere they go, they're treated like gods. So I think, you know, you need to be a part of a good organization and a good franchise that kind of makes you, uh, you know, less ego driven. Uh -huh. And I think the Mavericks have that, you know, Jason Kidd kind of started a new, a new um, culture there, you know, based more on defense. And so if they can improve his defense, I like that trade. I also uh, kind of like the trade for the Atlanta Hawks. I know that DeJounta Murray, uh, you know, forced them to give up some draft picks as well. But Murray is one of those players who, first of all, he led the NBA in steals. Uh, his defense is very good. His mid-range shot is very good. He uh, almost averaged a triple-double in assists and rebounds and points last season. And now he's on the Hawks, so he can be that – you know, dirty cleanup player there with John Collins. They mm -hmm. already have Trey. I just think he's a really good fit for that team. You know, he, he gives them some extra blue-collar gusto. You know, uh, uh, he's just he's, – he's a really, really solid player who's probably going to be even better if he doesn't have to always be the star. Mm -hmm. So, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of leaning towards this new uh, perspective of, um, you know, investing in players who we know are good instead of investing on the chances of getting a really good player in the draft, because evidence is showing us too, that a lot of these new players in the NBA, they take years and years and years mm -hmm. to develop and to get to that you know, spot, right? Like where, where they're actually somebody who can contribute on a game to game basis. So um, I, I'm curious about those two teams and I'm leaning positive that it's going to be, it's going to amount to good things for them. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that's a great pickup for Atlanta. I'm interested to see how Trey young can play off the ball um because yeah. he'll, he'll have to do that a little bit more this year but I, I don't see that being a huge issue for him so I think the Hawks are going to be um a pretty good team out, out of the east again this year and Malcolm Brogdon was the the one from the player from Boston that got traded so he's on the Celtics now and they have all the same yeah that's a very us. good fit that's a very yeah. good fit yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be another show as always. The NBA always is. I mean, we'll see where K, KD goes. I could I could you know, talk all week on every podcast about KD and just how annoying he is to me because yeah. um, it, it's just a combination of an all world talent who can completely change a team, but then but then the ego that he has, how mm -hmm. how selfish he can be. Um, you know, if he goes with Golden State, that would that would that would be the best move for him. Right, yeah. because of the culture that they have. If he goes anywhere else, I'm sure we're going to hear, you know, from the media about how, oh, you know, that team is an immediate contender, whatever. You know, we'll see. Because as a team player and as actually, con you know, con uh, contributing to wins and going further in, in the playoffs, I haven't seen that from Kevin Durant. I haven't seen that from players like James Harden. Mm -mm. And I, I'm, just, I'm just getting sick of players like that. You know? Yeah, I am too. Um, yeah, but it's it's all – I don't know. It's all it's all ego shit, and that's not how you win championships. Just ask the Warriors, right? But yeah. Okay. One one last question for you, Kate. Then we'll let you go. Uh, what if you could if you could 
tell us just a few things about your year of of like your first serious year of betting the NBA. What are some of the biggest lessons do you think that you learned as an official handicapper of the NBA and now the WNBA? Yeah, I think it's just to stick to my process and the process that works for me and not to overthink anything. There's, I could sit at my computer and do research all day long on a game. There's so much stuff that I could look at, but when it comes down to it, there's three or four things that I pay attention to in each game. And that's all I really need to, to do. And I just don't overcomplicate it because, yeah. you know, I would have a couple losses in a row on the show and then I would think, Oh my gosh, I have to win this next one. So like, let's really dig deep into this game and try and figure things out. And when you do that, you kind of lose your own, um, your own process and, and your own strategy for doing it. It's almost like jinxes yourself um, yeah. in a sense. So just kind of staying true to what I look for in games when I'm handicapping, um, not getting too far ahead of myself. And then also just picking and choosing um, my spots. Like you don't have to have a play on every game. You don't have to have a play every day even. And right. you know, it's fun to have action in every game because it makes the game a little bit more fun. But when you're trying to be a serious handicapper, um, and actually make some money. Like it's important to pick and choose your spots. And I think that also goes back to kind of just trusting your own process and um, making sure you're not listening to all the outside noise. Cause everyone has an opinion and everyone's got a pick and their pick might be different than yours. It doesn't mean that they know more than you or they're better than you or anything like that. So just kind of not comparing yourself to other people and really just kind of putting on your blinders and doing what works best for you, I think was my biggest takeaway um, last year. Yeah, I love that. I, um, as probably most of our listeners know, I hate it when somebody on Twitter pontificates about betting tactics in a way that sounds like that is the godly way to do blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like you know sports betting is again at the end of the day it's it's all theory you know we all have the same data mm -hmm. uh we all weigh and measure things a little differently um so i, I really like what you said about not overanalyzing. um it's it's an unpopular opinion i think among like you know the the like avant-garde of the sports betting community who mm -hmm. you know think think that they have every tactic figured out and they know how to do everything perfectly, uh, but the reality is, I think there's a lot of folks who are overanalyzing and putting in hours and hours of research, which is great for understanding the game, but then you might be corrupting mm -hmm. the the factors that matter the most about that game, right? Matter the most about that wager so you have to trust your own process mm -hmm. uh, and i you know it's it's cool because i've seen your your process you know uh develop and become sharper and become more efficient as the nba season goes on so i i, I have little doubt that the same thing is going to happen in the wnba it probably already is um so appreciate you always on the show here kate constable we're going to have you back here soon again you know we always do yeah um can't wait for another nba season and where where can our listeners find you uh, they can find me on Twitter at Kate Constable, TikTok at Kate Constable. Um, yeah, I've been tweeting out a lot of my WNBA bets for the first half of the season. We'll continue doing that the second half. Um, and hopefully 
things uh, get a little bit better towards the second half. But uh, it's all it's all good. I love it. Do you have any free picks for tomorrow, July 12th? We have a pretty good slate there, five games. Well, I don't, no, I don't know if any lines are out yet. Lines are not out quite yet, but I would lean, depending on the line, um, the Liberty to cover. Really? Uh, the Storm to win by I, I would say maybe that line's like storm minus four, and I would take that. So okay, we'll we'll see. So you think so? If the Liberty are what like more than five point dogs, you think they'll cover? Like yeah. What's the parameter there? I mean, just off the top of your head. Yeah, I would say I would say aces are probably. Um, I would say aces might even be like six minus six, and I would take the Liberty to cover that. I love I love doing this because it's going to be so interesting to see where the line comes. I out could tomorrow. be you totally might, off. Be hang on. Yep, yeah, yeah, but you might be dead on too, which is yep. a great feeling. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kate. We'll find her at, at Kate Constable on TikTok and Twitter. Until next time, of course, the BetUS show. Hopefully, you know, it's, it's just that's just around the corner too yeah. in the fall. I know. Um, Only so, a couple months away. That'll be yeah. uh, fun stuff. But yeah, this has been fun. Thanks for having me, and definitely come back again soon. Yeah, you're not you're not getting rid of me that soon, Kate Constable. No, no. <laughs> Until next time. See you later.